everyone. It's Dave and Jeff. It is February 28th, 2024. Jeff, want to mention our good friend, Brian Curry. It seems like you cannot go anywhere once you leave the house without someone bringing up a conversation about real estate. Oh, every day. All Happened today. Yep. I'm either getting the fuck out of here. Yep. Or I'm staying and fuck everyone that wants to get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> That's kind of the way it seems to go all the time. You know what gets on my nerves? And I What's know that? I know that I know I have a friend that listens to the show that's gonna hear this. Don't tell me the price of gas in other states. Yeah, we don't care. I don't give a shit. We live in California. Happy yeah. to live in California. Hey, look at this. I just filled up in Chandler, Arizona, and it was three twenty one. <clears throat> Great. What'd the thermostat <laughs> say? It's at hundred and forty four. My cat, my cat, Mr. Whiskers, is in dialysis, but I I saved $11 from what you paid over a gallon of gas. So okay. now what? Yeah, I have to get a new paint job on my fucking car every year because yeah. the sun burns it right off. Yeah, I but, cry at night because I'm not in California. Yeah, yeah, your loaf of bread's 35 cents. Good. Good for you. Fuck off. All the way off. All That's what Brian way. Curry's here for. Brian Curry wants to sit there and help you either way. He's right there on the fence. He'll help you sell your house and get the hell out of here, or he'll help you sell your house and get into the neighborhood that you want to be in. Dave, He's the, the Kevin un- Faulkner of real estate's what he yeah. is. Yeah. Dave, the unthinkable happened today, and it was that I met good people from Point Loma. I couldn't believe no it. No way. Is this April Fool's? I, I felt like it. I went to my great friends at Peninsula Chiropractic, and Ian, Amanda, and Liz, who are there, put me back together. Good. Humpty all, Dumpty. How do they do it? They all live in Point Loma. Oh they all have gosh. like a four-minute commute. And I will tell you, other than Pete, Billy's pretty good. Yeah, Billy's good. Meddy. Is Meddy still there? Yeah, he's in Dallas. He ran for the hills. Ah, I miss Toxic Meddy. gas fumes. Yeah, that's it. What's he doing? Hanging out punching doggies? <laughs> uh, hanging out with Patrick Duffy? Um Man, Point Loma's underrated, too. That's another part of San Diego. Tough to get to the freeway. It sure is. I mean, you Once better, you get there, you better stay there. <clears throat> yeah, you better have a four-minute commute like like Amanda and Ian have. But no matter where you want to go, uh, we were just talking in the office. And a woman was saying, oh, you came down from North County. She's like, man, I miss it so much. Now, she lived in East County. She lived in Escondido. But, you know, I'm classy. I didn't, didn't want to split hairs. No, not as bad as Poway. And, uh, but everybody talks real estate. Everybody, as you yep. mentioned, Dave, either wants to stay or go. But it's so challenging. It was challenging 10 years ago. It was challenging 30 years ago. So you can imagine how it is today. Well, you need somebody on your side who's been there, who's seen it all, and that's Brian Curry. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know, I figured out today, Dave, and, and a lot of people probably figured it out before us, but I figured out today why we're great, Okay. why this show is great. And, and the reason why we are great and why this show is great is because we're going to tell people that are just complete assholes that they are. <laughs> Certain things... I don't know if you're like I am, Dave, but we mentioned last week, my kids are 16. My son, Jack, just got his driver's license. And certain things trigger memories of when they were growing up. Last week, I'm getting gas, and I look across, and there's a guy in a red pickup truck towing a trailer. Okay. In the back of the pickup, he's got about 60 folding chairs, and he's got like three folding tables. He goes in to pay the guy. I'm pumping gas. He comes out. I go, man, I'm sorry to bug you. I got to ask a question. He goes, sure. 
I go, in that trailer, do you have a bounce house? And he started laughing. He goes, yeah. I go, dude, I'm telling you, when my sons were five, six, and seven. Yeah. I go, it might have been you. But when that truck would pull up, it was like Santa Claus showed up. Because yeah. they knew the generators were in the back. He's like, I got generators right now. Yep. There's some bouncing going on. And I said, man, I have not thought about that in a long time. But I said, I just remember it didn't matter when we were putting the drinks out. It didn't matter when I fired up the grill. It didn't matter about anything else. It was just, when's the truck going to show up? And and so I mentioned it to them. Yeah. You guys remember when that truck would show up? Kind of. Fuck. No way. <laughs> Fuck. Just go away. Kind of. Just go away to school. Uh, I'm already... I'm, so sick of it. I'm sick of your little gerbil faces. Just get away from me. <laughs> but one of the other things that was part of those birthdays, yeah, from the time they were probably five years old to the time they were probably 12, is there's a place in El Cajon called Flower Power. It's a bakery. And Anybody who lives in that area, Dave, if you ever been to Beef and Bun, Bernie Wilson loves Beef and Bun, iconic burger spot. Never been there. Oh, what are you doing? It's on Fletcher Park. It's on Fletcher Parkway. Yeah. And about three doors down is Flower Power. Okay. And the thing that was really fun, my kids were going through like so many parents, your kids go through different phases. They were Star Wars fans. So we could get a Star Wars cake made. They were Golden State Warriors fans for a while. We got Golden State Warrior cakes made. Well, my ex called me the other day. She goes, hey, I don't know if you saw it, but Flower Power is going out of business. I said, damn, really? Now, we haven't bought anything in five yeah. years. Yeah. But Is that R2-D2 cake still, still in the back? I mean, right. what the fuck? But I mean, it's cyclical, Dave. Yes. Parents graduate, new parents join the family. Word of mouth gets around. They're, they're legendary out there for what they do. So she said, you know, we don't really have anything we're celebrating, but they're out of business March 2nd. Should we get a cake? I said, you know what? That would be really funny. I said, and, and you and Jack and Kate figure it out. Do a Star Wars. Do Golden State like you did in the past. It would be kind of fun. She goes, okay, I'll go check it out. She calls me today. She goes, hey, I'm at Flower Power. I go, okay, oh, that's cool. She goes, yeah, the smallest cake is $75. Okay, now what? I said, you know what? Tell them to fuck exactly. off. Exactly. What a bunch of arrogant yeah, assholes. I, I Fuck you guys. Yeah. Maybe their price point has been fucked up for years, and that's why they're out of business. It's a fucking cake, you dickhead. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. I can't wait till you're gone. Boy, you overstayed your welcome, you assholes. Now, I guarantee you, and I'm like, $75. And I guarantee if you went in to talk to them, I was like, what the fuck are you charging? It's not like. It's yeah, is not it like, shaped like Lisa Ann? I was just going to say, is Lisa Ann <laughs> jumping out of the cake? <laughs> It's Radon Chong's birthday. Is she jumping out of the cake? Fuck, okay, I'll pay $175. $75. And they're those assholes. First off, you're in El Cajon. You're not La Jolla. Like, remember who you are. Good point. And then the second thing would be, you, you're going to try me to sell me on some bullshit. Like, you know, 
our price point is established because we use Himalayan. Oh, you use what? Yes. Well, you, well, Jeff, those, I don't care if there's fucking Kobe beef in there. I'm not fucking paying 75 bucks. You know, those little toothless fucks that fall off of Everest. Well, we've rescued them and they don't have to climb across the shaky ladders in the cold anymore. We have them climbing the trees and yeah, they have to deal with fire ants, but they, they pick the Himalayan cocoa bean. Fuck you. Shit. You dumb fuck. I said, go to Vaughn's. Go to grocery Go to outlet. Get yourself a sheet cake. Get a goddamn sheet cake. It's by 11 bucks. And get a rotisserie chicken. Fuck. Listen, for about three days. Get a rotisserie right? chicken. Right? What else do we want? Get that big. Remember I told you I was in there in Costco. It was like the day before Mother's Day. Yeah. And there was this guy like 70. And the only thing he was pushing in his cart, he was going to the line, and he had a Costco size. It was like a thirty-six pack of Tecron fuel injector cleaner, Chevron. Right. And I was like, "Oh my god! I hope he's giving this to his wife tomorrow for Mother's Day. Just <laughs> use this every three thousand miles. It'll be fine." Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I told her, I go, get the fuck yeah. out of here. So glad you're gone. What a bunch of self-serving dicks. <laughs> you know, you bring up the bounce house. That, the bounce house was one of those things we didn't have when we were kids. Like, if you knew yeah. anybody that had a trampoline, that was, like, crazy. Trampoline but, was great. But then when you look at the bounce house, I know a guy who has, no joke, three bounce houses in his backyard. Now, can you can't go in there as a full size adult? Can you? Yeah, you can. I've done it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Getting out's not fun, but going in yeah. and and jumping around. What's the waiver on this fucking thing? It's like that's a broken neck waiting to happen. Yeah, I think I probably signed it, but <laughs> I mean, those signed things, for everybody at the party. Yeah, I mean the guy's just yeah. killing the heater, just signing it. S seriously, man, you jump around and and you get an adult in one of those things, and all those kids weigh like forty pounds. They just fly around like popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's just certain things that you remember yeah. when you were a kid. And then it's just weird Okay, that there's, there's no, it's no gradual end. It doesn't taper off. It's just, it's over. Yeah, I'm, but I'm disappointed your kids didn't remember. Like it was a big damn deal and it was expensive. Dave, you could have just said you were disappointed in my kids. It would have <laughs> could have stopped right there. <laughs> would have checked a hundred boxes. All right, here's my question for you. Those fucking okay. bounce houses. Yeah. How well do they clean them after from party to party? Or is it just a bunch of kid sweat in there? Nah, that's all it is. Uh. Kid sweat, snot, <laughs> drool. Great. Yeah. Yeah, they're in there. Every now and then, kid with a leaky bladder. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It all works out in the end. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy, he was great. Yeah. I saw him, and I said, look. I deal with a bunch of little fuckers all day. Yeah. I just know there's a couple of dads that, that appreciate you guys. And yeah, it was funny, man. I knew it was over because the first couple of years, did you ever get a bounce house for Josh yeah, or Jake? Of course. First couple of years, man, they would just wait to the end. Yeah. Wait for everyone to get the fuck out. Yeah. But then the generator would get turned off. Yeah. It was sad when all the air goes out. Right. They kind of roll it up like the tarp. Yeah. And they would just kind of sit there and watch everything go away. And like the last year, <clears throat> fuck, they were in the truck going home with their mom. They're like, all right, dad, we'll see you at home. 
It's just me and the bounce house guy. <laughs> He's like, hey, how's the party? I go, fuck, man. I, I think this is probably the end of the road. Yeah. They didn't hang to the end. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. Because he goes, yeah, there's little dudes, man. He goes, they're bummed, especially when they got that Spider-Man house or yeah. one of those. They get rolled up, thrown in the back. Could you do that job? Be the bounce house guy? Fuck, dude. That is rock bottom. I'm telling you right now. If you were to run into me and you haven't seen me in 10 years, yeah, what are you doing? You see that nice truck I got in the driveway? <laughs> yeah, Dave's bounce house. I fucking slam bounce houses back there with my generator. And you'd go, that's cool, dude. And then as soon as I left, you'd call Costa. Yeah. Dude, you wouldn't believe this fucker. This fucking guy. <laughs> Didn't you rat fuck me? Uh, that is rock bottom. I don't think so. I think I think rock bottom. We're going to Vegas in a couple of months. And so I was trying to look. I mean, we're there. We're seeing the stones on Saturday. We get Friday night. Yeah. We're seeing the stones Saturday night. We come back Sunday. Not when like are you I'm, going again? Uh, Mother's Day weekend cool. in May. And so it's not like I'm there for a week. I yeah. don't know why I find the need to keep looking for shows going on. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. What, what am I ever doing? And there's a guy <laughs> who does magic and he's in a full length dinosaur outfit. Jesus Christ. Now that, and he does magic with his like tiny pocket dog. Uh, that guy rock bottom. That guy fucks. Hey, <laughs> so nobody he, ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. You just, and you're like, dude, is there no male influence in your life? No shit. That was like, tell me again, you're going to what? <laughs> just do the magic, dude. Come on. Copperfield. Let's, let's David Blaine. Yeah, good Chris, guy. You think Chris Angel's dressing up like a lion? You asshole. <laughs> but I, I'm you not dressing. You finish it with you asshole. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm dressing as a dragon, and I'm going to incorporate my little tiny pocket purse dog. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's what sake. What the fuck are we doing here? Anybody want to pipe in? I think it's great. Oh, my God. God damn it. Get a job. <laughs> Just get a job seeing, seeing people at the spaghetti factory. Oh, Jesus. Do that. Be a Guy Fieri impersonator. Do whatever you want. Shithead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, but I don't think I don't think the Bountown's guy is rock bottom. He doesn't even hang out. He just comes, sets it up, and leaves. Dude, what do you think he's doing while he's waiting for you to get done bouncing around? Well, that's around? true, because I had it for like six hours. What would you do? Dude, I'll tell you right now what he's doing. He pulls into the nearest 7-Eleven. He leans against his truck. He smokes heaters, and he slurps uh, Slurpee. Until he looks at his watch. I got to go. You have $8. He's not doing shit. You have $8 in your pocket. You pull into 7-Eleven. What do you think he's doing? Working on his novel? Mm, probably going to Joe Lar. <laughs> not far. <laughs> Hanging out. It depends on the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Like if he's taking a bounce house to Point Loma, he's going to Dream Girls. He's waiting yeah. for you to get done. He's just spending time at Dream Girls. Yeah, just kill, yeah. I don't have to be back till 4. <laughs> Made 140 bucks. So do the bounce house got glitter all over his fucking face. Yeah. It smells like vanilla. It smells like broken dreams. Um wouldn't you just go home? If you got six hours? Dude, I don't even know what this guy's doing. Fuck. Sad. 
But <laughs> yeah, I, no, there's. I'm trying to think of guy. There's, Dude, I swear to God, I hope there's not a Patreon subscriber that fucking is a bounce house oh, guy. Oh, come on. We just said this is why we're great. We told you to get your shit together. Everybody else is encouraging you to be mediocre, not us. And every now and then you need the verbal slap in the face. God the damn. slap in the face. Is that what you say to the people that work for you? Yeah. Shut the door. Shut the door. Come here. <laughs> come here. God. I didn't know we were going to have to start the day this way, but you're getting one. <laughs> of course. Um, big news today okay. in the NFL. Let's hear it. That my friend Antonio Pierce, by the way, fuck Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi trying to talk. Yeah, what's going that on? That Antonio Pierce doesn't know what the Raider way is. Michael Lombardi doesn't know shit other than the fact that his snot-nosed kid got fired as a horseshit offensive coordinator. Yeah. Don't worry about the Raiders anymore, Mike. Nobody wanted you there to begin with. Your job was to change the sparklets cooler. That was it. You little half pint, stubby. Shut up. But Antonio Pierce, very vocal today. And I, boy, every time I see Tom Telesco speak, he looks like a guy that, that thinks he might have made a mistake. Because Telesco had no pressure on him as the GM of the Chargers. None. Go ahead. I want to finish. I want to hear finish this one. I got a theory on this too. Tom Telesco is under pressure right now because Antonio Pierce has put him under pressure that they better trade up to either number two or number three to get Jaden Daniels because he has established that that is the guy they want more than Caleb. Because as Antonio Pierce pointed out at the combine today, he's known him since he was 14 years old. He recruited him out of San Bernardino and told him when he was 14 that he was going to win the Heisman. Yeah. And he said today, which was music to the ears of Raider fans everywhere, we are done with these stopgap quarterbacks, guys that come in, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, and so many other guys that have come in and been there for one year or two years. We need a guy to come in and be the franchise quarterback, and we better find him this year. Direct pressure on Telesco. That's a lot because it's not that easy. Right. It's only 15 guys on the planet that can actually play the position. And Washington is already sitting at number two, and they're looking at a quarterback. They're looking to, at Drake May. Yeah, well, or they could be looking at Jaden Daniels, too. A lot of talk that they're looking at him. Same with New England at three. Yep. So when you've got two teams that are in the market for the same position, and then you've got the head coach saying, yeah, this is the time we have to go out and get our guy. There's not a lot for free agency unless you're ready to pay $50 million to get Kirk Cousins. I don't think that's the answer. And Tom never has a history of being a riverboat gambler trading up, but it is Antonio Pierce's team. Talk to the city, talk to the players, talk to the fan base, Tom. So you better figure out something or it's going to be a short stay in that corner office. Okay, look, it's not always easy to do, again, to find the, the franchise guy. I'm really curious to see Tom. I'm not going to sit here and rip the shit out of him yet because I do believe we know we've been around the Chargers a long time. Yeah. John Spanos had his hand in a lot of fucking things. Correct. So I, I, honestly, I believe Tom is a guy that finally, for the first time in his career, he gets to be a GM. Whatever Tom does, this is Tom's marking on it. I think most people understand that John Spanos was basically making moves that failed all the time. And Tom had to wear it, but people knew inside the NFL, it was John. Yeah, This is Tom being Tom. Let's see where he's at. Can he well, get his head coach a quarterback? 
whether again through free agency or through the draft, again, you have to trade up, as you said, getting a quarterback to trade up is tough. I don't want to see JJ McCarthy. I was I, just going to say the same thing. You know, if Bo Nix, he, he's not, he's not one of those three guys. And for me, it's Caleb Williams and, and uh, Jane Daniels. Those guys yeah. are, are the two best. I, for me, Trubisky ruined everything from North Carolina quarterbacks. Like, I don't want a North Carolina quarterback. They don't either. But as I said, Tom doesn't have a history of trading up, and he's under an immense amount of pressure because if you go offensive line or cornerback at 13 and gamble that Michael Penix or Bo Nix is going to be there at 44, I don't know. How you're going to sell that to your fan base? But here's the they funny thing: Dave. will be there at 44. So I went through today and I started looking at quarterbacks that have been taken in recent drafts. Yeah, not always as easy as you would think. So as you're reading everything that they're saying about Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb, yep, um, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Here's a couple examples, Dave, for you for the last couple of years. 2020, not too bad. Joe Burrow went number one. Yep. Tua went number five. Justin Herbert went number six. Jordan Love went 26. Jalen Hurd, second round, 53. Exactly right. Pretty good. That was a good draft. But then you go just one year later. Yep. 2021. And this should be the warning sign to every one of these teams. Trevor Lawrence goes number one. Yep. But at number two, it's Zach Wilson to the Jets, who the Jets told him today, you're free to seek a trade. And then started laughing. Yeah. Good luck. Number three was Trey Lance, who's already been traded and is basically in the vortex. Yes, he's a third string quarterback with the Cowboys. At number 11 is Justin Fields, available for trade immediately. Yes. At number 15, Mac Jones, available for trade immediately. Yep. At number 64, Kyle Trask. Second round, 64 by Tampa Bay. Yep. Third round, number 66, Kellen Mund. Third round, number 67, Davis Mills. So you go, oh, shit. (laughs) As I'm saying, it's not easy to find those guys. Then you go to 2022. Kenny Pickett, the one guy taken in the first round at pick number 20, probably available for trade as they're looking at Nobody every possible that, quarterback. Nobody wants that small hand fight. Hey, a little raccoon hands. Desmond Ritter, third round. Horseshit. Malik Willis, third round. Horseshit. Matt Corral to Carolina. Horseshit. Yep. You know why? Because in 2023, Bryce Young's pick number one. Jury's still out. C.J. Stroud, amazing. Pick number two. Anthony Richardson, couldn't stay healthy. Pick number four. Will Levis, second round, pick number 33. Hendon Hooker, third round, pick number 65. Yeah. I mean, dude, in just three years, you've got Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mund, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Will Levis, probably not. I think he's still technically the guy for now, but new coaching staff going in. And Hendon Hooker, who, again, question mark. Um, All of those guys, top three rounds drafted by their teams, and all of them are probably available tonight. All right, I'll throw one at you. You tell me what you, what you do. You can say, I don't want to do that. You can either sit there and trade up. You're going to have to get rid of a bunch of picks. 
Yep. You still have a shitload of holes on your team okay, yep. all over the place, especially on defense. And you go, but we got one of the three quarterbacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you can sit there and try and fix all the holes this year, get a stopgap guy. And then maybe would you interested in Dak Prescott free agent? Yeah, absolutely. So you fix all your holes now and then you sign a free sign Dak as a free agent. And then you still have all your picks again and you still fill more holes. And now you're, because let's be honest, the Raiders aren't going to be contending for the Super Bowl in 2024. Mm. I don't know that they'll contend for the Super Bowl, but they should be looking at the playoffs. Yeah, well, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what Vegas says about that either. But my, my point is, if you can't go and make the real Super Bowl run this year, do you sit there and just try and fix everything and you create a foundation? Well, the, the only challenge is you're... You're basing that. What are you willing to give up? You're always good at this draft trade shit. Yeah, well, it's not even what I'm willing to give up. It's what Antonio Pierce said he's willing to give up. And he said he's a guy who lives in the moment. He's always been that guy. And he said, I'll pay the price whatever it takes. And so it sounds like it's a first and a fourth this year and a first and a third next year. And then probably a third and 26. It's a lot. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, For that, I mean... Fuck, I want the number one pick for that. That's a lot. Yeah. But but he wants his guy. And he said, if I can get my guy, then I'll pay that price. Who would be your guy? You're the GM of the Raiders today. You're picking number one. Who would be your guy? I think for me, as much as I love Caleb as an SC guy, I want the guy my head coach wants. And my head coach wants Jaden Daniels. So watching him at... He's really good. Yeah, watching him at LSU. And when, when he thanks Antonio Pierce in his Heisman speech... Because they recruited him to Arizona State yeah. before he transferred to LSU. That's what I was saying. Yeah. He's known him since he was 14 years yeah. old. And he did go. He won. Antonio Pierce yeah. didn't miss on that. He did get him. Yeah. And uh, so that's my guy. Yeah. Let let Caleb go. But that's the guy I got to go get. He's great. I've never rooted for injury for another player. But, man, when he got hurt against Alabama, I was like, thank God. Mm. Because, fuck, I, he was playing great football. Yeah. <laughs> he was really good. When you look at a team, by the way, I was looking at this today because I was, you know, fucking around with my mock draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, all right, two guys from LSU, Malik Neighbors, the mm-hmm. receiver, who's the second best receiver coming out, they say, could go number one. And then you look at Jaden Daniels. You have two guys in the top 10 picks. Yeah. You're like, how were you guys not better? Right? Yeah. Don't you? Especially when you're supposed to have this genius offensive yeah, head coach. Brian Kelly. Please. What an idiot. My favorite line, by the way, this week was Raheem Morris, coach of the Falcons. Mm. Hey, if the quarterback play was better here, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Smith's right. like, fuck yeah. Damn right. I, I want to be in Pittsburgh right now, you assholes. Yeah, well, Arthur, you're the guy who drafted Desmond Ritter and turned everything over to him. Jesus. So, One thing about Arthur Smith is he's wealthier than most owners. That's yeah. the funniest thing. People don't realize Arthur Smith's family owns FedEx. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy this team. Yeah, um, I would go, Dave. I would look if I'm Telesco, I got nothing to lose in paying the price to go get the guy my quarterback uh, wants. How many silver and black ties is he going to get from his kids at Father's Day? Yeah, and and if I'm Tom, it's my responsibility, and I'm sure Antonio Pierce would say the same thing. Tom's job is to get us the best guys in free agency and the best guys to round out the draft. Yep. The best guys available to fill those holes and build our roster. But it's also Tom's job to get us the quarterback that we need. And and the quarterback that we need is Jordan, uh, Jaden Daniels. That'd be great. 
And so if I'm Tom, I'm like, okay, well, I really, I'm kind of playing with house money because there's such a love affair between the team, the city, the fans with the coach that if I don't deliver what he needs, man, I'm, I'm pinning myself in a corner. Yeah. There's no, I think the one thing that Tom will do well is not get into a pissing contest because he's never going to win. But it's kind of why I wanted Champ Kelly to get that job because I felt like Champ would have come right in and said, yeah, I'm, I'm in line. Tom, you get the experience because he's been there. He's made trades. He's done different things. But I, I think they try to make a move, and I think they try to make a move really, really quick. That'd be cool. And maybe, maybe they go to the Bears and just try to make the pick to get number one. But if they get the number one overall pick, I'm not, I'm not convinced they take Caleb. All right, for less, not getting the number one pick or two or three, would you trade for Justin Fields? No, no, I wouldn't. And because he's twenty games under five hundred as a starting quarterback, he's twenty games under five hundred, and because of what he said about the coaching staff halfway through last year, and when your offensive coordinator is Luke Gettian was the offensive coordinator there, no, I would not. Yeah, (coughs) I also wouldn't pay fifty million for Kirk Cousins. That's interesting too. What's going to happen to Kirk Cousins? Whether it's Minnesota, you see his head coach obviously saying we want him back. Yeah, all the rumors is to see the Falcons or the Vikings. Yeah, but I mean, I mean quarterback. Money is crazy. I mean, Dak Prescott it would be yeah. $60 million. If I'm the Vikes. What about Russell Wilson? You think you can fix him? Well, I think, I mean, you're, you're, I look at the Chargers, what the Chargers have done offensively. If, if you didn't have Justin Herbert, to me, Russell Wilson, that would be the perfect landing spot because when you look at offensively what the Chargers have with Harbaugh, Greg Roman, and Mark Tressman coming in too. Wow. Like those uh, Harbaugh and Tressman, like talk about your quarterback gurus are there. If you're getting Russell Wilson to come in at the minimum, right? Because that's pretty much what you can get him for. Yeah, I don't mind him coming in. Um, I don't think, and and to your point, David, allows you to go out and fill other holes and keep your draft capital. But if I'm the Vikes, really, if I'm the Vikes, I make a move. I think I buy really, really low. And if I'm the Vikes, I go get Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a Minnesota. Would he really? Yeah, he's a Minnesota kid. Hasn't really had the opportunity to play. And assuming Cousins is leaving, I depending on what Kevin thinks of him. But I don't think he's anything. I mean, it sounds like he's not a good football player. Well, you could get him for basically nothing. Yeah, it was his third team. I mean, the Cowboys traded for him, and he was still a third-string quarterback. You know what I mean? Third is who is third? It's the um, oh um, the dude that filled in last year that was undefeated, went five and zero. Oh. Yeah, and then you got and then Brock Purdy comes in as Mister Relevant, and he goes ahead and you know outplays him. I just kind of wonder, is, is this guy a player or not a player? Well, uh, here, By the way, Russell Wilson, I don't think he's trading inside the AFC West. He's going to end up with the Steelers. Oh, that would make sense. There's no way. Even though the Broncos don't think he can play, they don't want to face him twice a year either. Um, I could see Lance going there. I just think when you have guys, the only other guys that are on the market with the cap going up, you know, Baker Mayfield played well in Tampa. Yeah, he did very well. But I know that Baker Mayfield is no. a $24 million a year guy. Yeah, Tampa's keeping him. He's he's not going anywhere. You know, poor Kyle Trask, still sitting there. 
Yeah, hanging out, right? <laughs> so that's why, I mean, I think that's the pressure. And, and right now, I mean, Antonio Pierce reminds me a lot of certain politicians where whatever he says, myself included, gets bought into by the fan base. Okay, and, I'm going to give you another guy, all right? Okay. Again, this could be your Vikings or your Raiders. Is Trevor Lawrence has not played well in Jacksonville. I'd make a move immediately. If he was available, I would make a move immediately. Immediately. He was supposed to be the biggest can't-miss guy yeah. since luck. Then, yeah. And Caleb, right, it reminds you of that. How about Merrill Hodge saying Caleb's overrated? Yeah, how about that? Called him out. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would. He didn't even play the position. He calls him out. Yeah, I would definitely make Oh, if Trevor Lawrence was available, 100%, I'm in. And if I'm the Vikes, I'm paying whatever the price is to get him. Seriously, if I'm the Jacksonville, I'm like, this is not what we signed up for. This is not the player we thought we were getting. Uh, if I'm Jackson, I'm very disappointed in what I've gotten from Trevor Lawrence. Well, and you have an offensive coach in Doug Peterson. But if I'm Minnesota, sure, let's go. Let's put them together with Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson and see what we got. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would do that immediately. I got to tell you, today I watched Yamamoto make his debut. Okay. I know you're at work. I'm sure you didn't catch it. But mm -hmm. Yamamoto played against uh, Bruce Bochy and the Rangers. First Dodger loss, actually, spring training. It doesn't mean shit. Um, but Yamamoto pitches, starts the game. First time. Okay. Dude, it was fucking crazy how good he was. Really? Like, dude, he threw two innings, Jeff, 19 total pitches, 16 strikes. I know Jesus. you love that shit. Yeah. And it was I'm just going, fuck, dude. When they say there's no comparison, like, of him to any other player because his delivery is different and his control... Dude, he is right there. Can paint it wherever he wants at any time. He's fucking really, really good. I, I don't think anything's wrong with that. We talked the other night. You saw what Joe Musgrove said when he came out after he was not pitching well and said, yeah, it's an opportunity to try new things. And you kind of shrug it off. You're like, okay. But if you're being honest with yourself, you'd much rather have an outing yeah. like Yamamoto than Joe's last 100%. two outings. Even if you're trying new things, you want him to work. You aren't trying yeah. new things to get rocked. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is, I mean, today, when the Padres signed Tim LoCastro, are you fucking ridiculous? I do, honestly, God, I didn't know he was still not. I didn't. I thought he was a retired player. Well, and then AC used to be fast as fuck. That guy. He's yeah, but then AC writes today, and, and I don't have. I like Kevin. I know a lot of people don't. I like Kevin. Why do people hate Kevin? I don't know. I I think Kevin has that. Um, he has that cadence when he's on interviews where I think he can come off a certain way. Like he's talking down to you? Maybe, but he really isn't. He's yeah. a good dude, man. We've known him a long time. He's a real good dude. But that being said, when he writes today that the outfield competition for the Padres is starting to tighten up <laughs> and, and giving you a breakdown on Oscar Mercado. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Cal Mitchell, the kid from Rancho, Rancho Bernardo. Rancho yep. Bernardo. So I make a huge error in high school. And the benefits of Jose Azokar coming in stronger and the speed of Tim LaCastro. You're like, well, what are we doing? Like, come on. Dude, we get it. Okay. And you can slap as many shades of lipstick on that fucking pig as you want. That outfield's a fucking joke. And, hey, boy, I tell you what, how about that Jackson Merrill? All right. <laughs> okay. 
That kid should be two years out. But maybe he's similar to other players that have had the opportunity to make the jump. Great. Yeah, Fernando was mic'd up last week, said he should be break with the club. I love that. I love that. You read today Tommy Pham's still in the mix? Okay. It's all right. Of all the guys, I, I'd probably make a play for Eddie Rosario. But if Rosario and Pham, I would probably do that. But that's okay. If you're playing, I mean, we say it all the time, you're playing the long game. But to write today, dude, we're not Lake Elsinore. <laughs> and, and like I said, if it's a reset, we're getting under the collective bargaining tax, we're getting through all of that, or the CBT. Okay, I, I get all that. I can buy into that. But let's not present it like it's a super exciting team. Call it what it is. It's a fucking reset. It is. With gaping holes and in left and center field with a bunch of fingers crossed that Jackson Merrill can make an insanely huge jump. I thought as Jeff Sanders pointed out today, very, very well. Before you start saying, well, Fernando did it. Fernando had extended period of time at double A and Jackson Merrill didn't. Yeah. Kudos to Merrill for, for walking the walk right now. But again, as was pointed out by both Kevin and Jeff, Major difference doing it in Peoria. 100%. Who was that guy? Paul. Think back, uh, Dave, like 95, 96. Paul uh, was part some, of. Some pot, guy in the minors that fucking had a great spring. Is had that a hot about? spring so training. was that one guy. And he played like left field. It was kind of like the Eric Owens guy. And, man, he was a spring training sensation. He was, he was Ted Williams of the desert. Yeah. Everybody loved him. Boy, this is great. Got, oh, up, that guy? got up to the bigs. hit about 111. It was fucking gone by April 12th. <laughs> Driving a tow truck in El Centro. Driving a bounce house. Yeah, oh, so fuck. I don't know. But it's just, call it what it is. That's all we need. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's, that's just the way it is. It's very disappointing because we're getting closer and closer. I mean, it's almost March and look where we're at right now. Hey, Jeff, the weather's getting really good, man. Taylor May pools. You start thinking about that swimming pool and you go, man, the weather, it's getting warmer and warmer. Even in this garage right now, it's, it's getting oh, warmer. Yeah. Like, do we do the show with the door open? Because it's fucking hot so. in here. It's getting hot in here. Time to turn the fan on. But look, Taylor May pools. Alan Taylor standing by. Paul that pool that you want. But that was like 2008, 2009, right? That yeah. wasn't in the 90s. It is close enough. Fuck. I think it was like number 18. Paul McAnulty, 2010, had one home run, yeah. two RBIs yeah, that for the was, Angels. Yeah. I, knew, I, I knew it wasn't fucking in the 90s. Yeah. Fucking guy. Either way. Disappointing. Great softball player. Probably. Co-ed. Co-ed. Jesus. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor. Don't forget about new construction or commercial, residential, you name it. He can do it all. Full remodels. At the same time, you want that brand new pool, you ask about available financing. Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools is standing by. 619 449 Four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. So I said it. I hope I didn't wreck the game, but I was looking today at something and it told me Ray Don Chong. It was her birthday today. When you dropped her name, I was shocked. Yeah, and I saw it because you watching Commando yesterday. Commando, but I just remember her. My former roommate, who you and I love, the great Laura Daly. She says hi. We're talking today about there was a time frame. 
from probably, I don't know, 80, maybe even earlier, 80 through like 85. There were every year you would get a new woman's prison movie. (laughs) Sybil Danning, Linda Blair. Yeah. Leave me alone. I just want to do my time. And then cat fight in the shower. And then, uh, and Radon Chong was in those. Now, you and I were lucky enough to meet her father, Tommy Chong, right? Yeah, of course. And that was really fun. But you guys know, I mean, my girl Lisa Lisa's coming. Yeah. Uh, I can't get enough. And, uh, but Radon Chong, she came out. I told Laura, we lived together. She comes, shh, 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 shh. Radon Chong's on TV. <laughs> Your save sister it. for Radon yeah, Chong? save All it. Right. Whatever you got to tell me can definitely wait. And so because it's her birthday today, yeah. Radon is our celebrity pool. That's funny as shit. Happy birthday to her. And uh, yeah, first seven people, cash only. Tell Amy I want the Radon Chong pool. There you go. It'll be great. It'll be great. There you go. Oh, one other thing. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> I get this daily email. I don't even remember signing up for it, but I got to admit, it's funny as shit. I get a daily email from the magazine, Vanity Fair. Yeah. They send you a bunch of different things. Dave, you got to go on and read it. Jack Nicholson's daughter tells this story about growing up at the Playboy Mansion. Oh, really? Because Jack would just drop his daughter and his son off at the mansion. Wow. So she's saying in this article, she's like seven, her brother's young. Hef's got like two kids around that same age. Yeah. And remember when uh, Hef was married to Kimberly Conrad? I do. Kimberly Conrad would kind of watch all these kids. Okay. So they would have lunch with Hefner, hang out, the whole deal. But the thing that she says they did all day was swim in the pool. Huh, sure, it was clean. Yeah. And she said she swam in the grotto. There you go. All day and said, man, I just thought every pool had a grotto. It's pretty funny. But if she's saying, like, she didn't really realize she's a little kid. She doesn't realize what all these chicks are doing there. But the, yep. article, the article's funny as shit because she said how nice half and his wife were and she's like yeah i just grew up at the playboy mansion i didn't know any different holy shit yeah can you imagine and and half's kids were her best friends and they're still best friends to this day but yeah so uh get the grotto and and get the radon chong pool jesus i used to get upset with my parents for not showing up to my little league games to drop me off in a pool where ryan o'neill was fucking i'd be a little pissed off right now ryan o'neill jimmy con yeah who else vince van patten I mean, you're talking about a million-dollar lineup. <laughs> Gary Collins. Oh, shit. Gary Collins. Lyle Wagner. <laughs> Got any others? Captain Steubing. Dude, no way Captain Steubing was there. You remember that he ever shit? Went? Dude, his wife was a hard-ass. Do you remember that? He had to like, go on national TV and apologize to her because he fucking talked to a girl in public. <laughs> like, he was, did? Yeah, it, was, it was embarrassing. All right, just real quick. Before yeah. we get to birthdays and into flugs. Yeah. Let's just find find five let's just see if you can come up with five people that were hanging out in the grotto at that time 
Okay. I'm I'll sure. give you one. Go ahead. Uh, maybe more from the 80s. Frank Stallone. <laughs> I'm going to go Lee Majors. Lee Majors is a great call. <coughs> hmm. Oh, go, that's a little pressure on I'm going to go Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain's good. There were always pictures of guys that were in there like playing dominoes. Yeah, which is weird. James yeah. Conn was a great call. Jimmy Conn was there. I liked my... Because uh, it wouldn't be like a guy like John Davidson. He, yeah. he didn't make the cut. Right? But there were always those guys that were just kind of fringe. I'll give you one. Go ahead. Vince Ferragamo. Oh, yeah. Vince Ferragamo. Especially after 1979. He's yeah. there. He's there, right? Yeah. Fuck, that's a good call. Dallas Reigns. <laughs> Dallas Reigns is still there. You, even though they sold it? Yeah, still there. Still has a key? <clears throat> Fuck, that's funny. Dallas I'll give Reigns. you another. I'll give you two other ones. Go ahead. From the same show. I'm going to say they carpooled. Steve Kameko? I'm going to say, nope. <laughs> Confidently say no. I'm going to say Gary Sandy and Howard Hessman. That's a good one. That's a good, especially Gary Sandy. Gary Sandy, that, right? I heard that guy was a coxman. Yeah. Of course. Parker Stevenson. <laughs> so you have no problem. Yeah. It's so easy. Dude, right? Just showing up. Wouldn't you love to just be there? Just go to one of those parties or just see the guest list today? Yeah, just one time. Want to know. Obviously, Jerry Buss was there. We knew he was there. Of course. Jerry Buss was always there. Fuck, that's funny. Ted Dawson? Yeah. KABC, our old friend Ted. Where did we work with Richard Dawson? Guarantee was there. Rich Dawson is really good. Jim Palmer. (laughs) Probably there. Jim Palmer, Steve Howe. Jim Hill? Dude, Jim Hill was there. Jim Hill was fucking there. God damn. Well, God bless all of them, yeah. right? I'm pretty sure, no joke, if Jim Hill was there, Stu Nahan was there. You think so? Dude, I, I've, I've been around Stu Nahan when the cameras are off, man. Holy cow. It's like Red Fox. We are shocked. Yeah. This guy cusses. But but Stu has have a shelf life. Come on. We, we got a red buttons? <laughs> In the 70s? Red Fox there? Yeah. Probably. Ernie Borgnine? Oh, you know who's there? Carl Bronson. <laughs> Who? Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. James Garner. James, of course. Dude, I found those pictures last week where James Garner's just on the sidelines at the mm-hmm. Raider game, and that was daughter. Yeah. And I follow each other on social media. It made my day. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because Mike introduced me to her. Cool. All right. There you go. That's all that we That was got. fun. Yeah. All right. We're going to transition that to Kyle Fluker. Of course. <laughs> Kyle's your guy, man, with all your computer needs. Again, he's branched out. You can help Kyle because Kyle can help you at the same time. Any of your computer needs, websites especially, let him build a brand new one for you or fix the one that you have. Kyle's great at his job. Don't forget 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Flugs has been such a benefit to this show. It's the only way to describe it. When you look at what we do on our website, when you look at yep. what he's done for our sponsors, and it's so important as websites change, cybersecurity changes, man, you need the right person on your side whether it's for media and marketing, content, anything else, just building the site, making sure your graphics are up to date, call Kyle and let him know. And it made me think, Dave, when you mentioned flukes, I was just thinking about all the people that have been a part of this show. Yeah. 
and I'm glad you mentioned it because I wanted to mention my friend uh, Tad Ryan. Yep. And our buddies at uh, Disappointing Joseph. When we did our 20th anniversary show, I got a text message and it said, hey, do you guys need a band for your show? Yeah. We're a band called Disappointing Joseph. We're an 80s cover band. I said, we'd love to have you. You're in. Tad Ryan said, great. Um, Do you want a tape? And I said, nope. Because I said, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be great and we're going to love it, or you're going to be completely horseshit, and that's going to be even funnier. But we sat here leading into that show. We were wondering, like, what were they going to play, right? Yeah. Just can't get enough. Hollow notes, all this shit. Boy, those guys showed up, and they played all these songs uh, that have been very instrumental to this show. They played all kinds of shows. And I had said... Because mental health is something that we take very seriously. I had said a couple of days before that show, man, I was in a really, really bad place. And what got me out of it, 1230 at night, I go to the Target on Midway Drive. I find the best of the Rolling Stones and give me shelter. Got me out of the funk I was in. We're at Eastlake Country Club. We're walking around. There's 100, if not 200 people there. And all of a sudden, I start hearing the opening notes to give me shelter. And I yeah. stopped in my tracks and I turned around and the whole band was kind of pointing at me. One of the nicest things that Absolutely. anybody's ever done. Disappointing Joseph played Dave Palais' 50th birthday. Yep. They did Tommy two tone. It was yep. so fun. They played everything. Puddle Eight, six, of mud. Seven, five, three, oh, nine. All your no, favorites. <laughs> Tommy two tone. They played uh, doctor, doctor. No, I don't know, but they were great. They played Katie Temple's party. When she celebrated her win as woman of the year for the Leukemia Society. It was a great night. And every night when this podcast ends, yeah, there's a song called Better Memories that so many of you asked about. And All the time. And that's Tad Ryan. Yes. I mention it because the band is wrapping it up. They're, they're all leaving on good terms. Is but that right? June 1st will be the final show at BNS uh, uh, Brewing House in Santee. And Tad said, it's all cool. Certain members are moving. They just said, hey, we've done it, and we're going to put a bow on it. We don't know where to buy you a cake, but yeah, good for you. Yeah, fuck that, but we'll buy beers. <laughs> and uh, so he just sent me a message last night. He just said, you know, what this show means to them. Oh, what, that's cool. And, and they know what they mean to us. But he just said, hey, we'd like to get people out. I said, dude, you know we'll hype it. So June 1st out at BNS Brewhouse in Santee. Uh, let's go out and say goodbye to those guys. We love them, and they've, they've meant a lot, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing them. That's cool. By the way, I just want to point out, this is the first time all year that Jeff has and jinxed the Lakers. Yeah, you're welcome. I can't believe it. Down well, by 19, entering the fourth quarter and won this fucking game. Well, the Kings are fucking horse shit, so, yeah. <laughs> Lakers <laughs> might as well. <laughs> There we go. All right. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to a special date. We're going February 29th. Oh, how about that? Doesn't Everybody's happen three. <laughs> the first one on here. First two are no longer with us. The first one is Dinosaur. Dude, I'm telling you what. No doubt about it. Would you have thrown her one? Yes. God dang, I never saw it in Dinosaur. Oh. I couldn't understand the Burt Reynolds thing. Oh. Burt and I knew what was going on. I Duh. saw a thing today why they broke up. Why? Because Bert said he wanted kids. Well, sorry, my uterus is seventy-four. All right, I don't think it's going to happen, Bert. No, I I didn't need kids. 
I was 11. Oh, <laughs> dude, she had the it factor. Uh, dinosaur, I'll say 102. She, oh, fuck, dude, that's a good call. All right, hold on. She, sorry, how old was she died? What do you think? Oh, shit. Because I wrote it down wrong, but I'll tell you how old she is now. I think she died when she was 86. 78. So she wow. she would have been 108 today. 108. God, that's crazy. Um, dude, her show was kind of cool. Like, her show was so different. It was just everybody kind of hanging out. Yeah. Like, talk shows were so different back then. Um, I'll say $6 million. $20 million. Oh, nice. Yeah, she did all right. Yeah. All right, here you go. One of your guys, Andre Richard. Oh, the best. Andre Richard. I'll say uh, 98. 88. 88. He's not still alive, is he? No, he died in 2000. No, okay. 88. I'll say uh, 5 million. 900,000. Okay. Okay. Last one, Tony Robbins. Dude, that's a good one. Tony Robbins is going to be 69 years old. 64. 64, dude. 600 million. Exactly right. How about that? Hey, uh, and then a guy for another show died today. Very sad. Richard Lewis. Dude, Richard Lewis came on the 1090 show. I know you and I were nervous about that. I was. He's one of my dad's favorites. Dude, one of our favorites. And he was just so incredibly nice. Yeah. And we laughed. I mean, we had Jeff Garland he came was really on. Good. But Richard Lewis was so great. And I remember you and I were just, we loved it. And we don't have any, I was saying to a friend, I got a bunch of our free FM shows. You've got a bunch of 800 and KFMB shows. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot to save from 1090, but I wish we had saved that one. Yeah. That, that would have been a good one, man. Yeah, I loved Richard Lewis. All right, here we go. Five random questions okay. right, put together by Josh. Does the person you dislike the most also dislike you the most? <laughs> um, I don't say this. I think you may under. I think you may agree with this. Okay. The person I dislike the most probably feels bad about that. Do you think so? Yeah, probably because I don't think they realize how much I despise them. Well, if you've said it on this show, they know. No, I know. But I'm saying, but if they don't like me, fuck them. Any day of the week, I'll come right out of retirement. Fucking jerk off, dude. What an absolute. And yeah, he is the biggest fucking racist piece of shit. And when you impact other people that confirm the way you are, that you're an arrogant, no talent, little fucking beady eyed little fuck. Oh, fuck that guy. I hope he does. But he, I would tell him to his face. Oh, I know. He's a beady-eyed little fuck. He wouldn't say shit. Yeah. I'd fucking bust his eardrum. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Just break his glasses. I'll drive you to Phoenix and watch it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Only reason, I always said, I he must have been a hell of a dad because his kid was the nicest kid on the planet. His kid was great. It was. And and uh, do you see that little girl singing the national anthem? Just, oh, my God, it was horrendous. What are you talking about? There was this girl that made her way on Twitter 
And it's like this two and a half minute version of oh, the national anthem. And somebody Did put out the words or just couldn't sing. Oh, she just was overdoing it. And oh, the person on Twitter said, this girl's parents need an ass whooping. <laughs> 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 and, uh, that's hilarious. That's why I would never hit that guy as much as I hate him. I would never hate him just, or never hit him just cause yeah. his son's a great guy. So fuck it. It all worked out in the end. How oh, about for funny. you? I think the person I dislike the most doesn't hate me the most because I think he hates about a hundred other people the most. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy that just hates everybody. Yeah. Do, yeah. do I know him? No, I don't think you do. Mm. You never met him. Well, fuck him. Okay. <laughs> I hate him. Well, fuck him. What about the guy I hate? You hate that guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset with him. I was just going over some of this shit with Rita today. It was kind of funny about I, different guys. Dude, how about Josh ripping you on? Holy shit. I know my fun. wife's all over the news today, like on every channel. Because, she is. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's uh, she does a great. She, my wife is really good at her job, and she yeah. she does great things. And um, so she she works for um, San Diego County Office of Ed, and uh, she's a director. And they they did a great thing for families who obviously uh, childcare is expensive. It's normally yeah. like twenty five hundred dollars a month per kid. Yeah, and she has it set up where it's zero dollars. You know oh, what nice. I mean? I think at most, some people have to pay $61. And, uh, but again, it's all the way from newborns and she does a great job. Anyway, she's, so she's all over the news today. And so Josh was very proud of his mom. And then he did yeah. this split screen thing. Yeah. You goes, yeah, local my, idiot. Yeah. My mom's like, it, my mom like actually makes a difference in the world. My dad just goes on TV and talks shit about the Padres. Yeah. He had the <laughs> screenshot where they called you local idiot. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking A. Unbelievable. All okay. right. What's your all-time favorite video game? Oh, I like that. I like that. Go um, arcade. He didn't he wasn't he didn't specify, but go arcade game. Oh, arcade game. Yeah, go arcade. I don't care. You go whatever you want. I was just thinking arcade, but it's probably, you know, PS5 stuff. Well, PS5 stuff, you just won the Super Bowl with our Raiders oh, team cool. that we built. Congratulations. What was Josh was on that team. You were the fullback wearing number 44. Okay, I'll take it. Josh was on the defensive line, and I think he was 97. There I think. you go. Okay. But we incorporated Howie Long, Junior Seau was on yeah. that team, Van McElroy was on that team, Lester Hayes was yeah. on that team. We traded for CJ Stroud. That was kind of fun. Um, so those teams that I built, oh, I know what it is. It's um, it's MLB The Show yeah. um, with Fernando on the cover. I think it's 21 because Vascursion was nice enough to put us in the game. Yes, that was cool. And so, and he put Cade in the game. And so as much as a kid playing track and field and some of those games, what was the racing card? Remember the like, Grand yeah. Prix where you could race the different tracks? Those Grand, were, what was it? Fuck. Yeah, I know what you're talking I think you know, it was called Grand Prix. Might have been, right? And you could drive those. So fun. But uh, Vaskers and MLB The Show. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, here's a funny thing. I, I wasn't great at video games. Like, I sucked no. at Centipede and Asteroids and all that shit. But for some reason, I was good at Miss Pac-Man. Oh, there you go. But, like, everyone's lined up to play Pac-Man. I'll get over here, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, says about me, but I was good at that one. Um, Vaskersion and then um, UFC 3 yeah. that you can only play on like the uh, I think it's only PS3 maybe um, but they Dan Henderson's wearing 
Clinch Care Radio on oh, his shorts cool. in that. And oh, that's So that's cool. pretty fun. Not, not bad at all. What's uh, something from the 80s that you wish was still around? I like that. That's a tough one. Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, you know what I wish was still around from the 80s? Old school newsstands. Oh, yeah, we that, could go and get one for you. And get newspapers. The LA Times is dead. Helene yeah. Elliott retired after 35 I saw that. years. They showed her on TV, her last Man, game. Man, she's cool. Helene's been around forever. And, and it's kind of crazy, huh? When someone like that leaves, uh, Peter King just retired. Peter King retired, yeah. just go, fuck, it's over. Yeah, like you could go old school to like 30th and University. My buddy Junior Nager, Rocky, uh, they owned uh, Paris News. You yeah. could just go... Old school, man. The Ring, KO yep. Magazine, everything. Everything sports and all those old school newspapers you could get. God, it was great. I get that everything's available on your phone, but it's not the same. I'd say in old school. You remember, too, um, being an L.A. guy. Yeah. The old ones that like Kawanga that you could go at midnight. Yeah. I mean, the guy in Beverly Hills is still there on Beverly Drive. He's still there. But, yeah, that would that would be mine. What's your call? Uh, Miller's Outpost. No, it's not Miller's, Miller's Outpost. Miller's Outpost was fun. There was a mall in uh, in L.A. It was on in Pico and Overland, okay? Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And it used to be just a place you went, you know, because that's where you went to meet girls. Yeah. And there, there was always celebrities in there. But it was, uh, was kind of cool. Like, you don't see malls like that anymore. Speaking of that shit, I saw Sean Walchef today. Okay. No idea what the fuck Spencer's was in the mall. Like, you know, the fake vomit. Really? Yeah. He's looking at me like I'm insane. I'm Dude, like, they still have one at they do. Uh, Plaza Bonita. They have one. Plaza Bonita's got one. I think they have one at Parkway. Yeah. It's like, dude, where else do you go to get dicks that are bottle openers? Like, what are you talking about, Sean? But yeah, he had no idea what the fuck. I said, remember Dude. the move we yeah. used to do? We'd go yeah. there and you go through the posters. And you're like, Samantha yeah. Fox, Lonnie yeah. Anderson. You're just flying through, but you don't look like a perv. So you're like looking at a picture of the Green Bay Packers or something. Yeah, Green Bay Packers would be there. <laughs> then you just Confederate look, flag. Not looking like you're a perv. Then you're just sitting there. Trying. Oh, look at that Skinner poster. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Then you jump in. Miss Linda Carter's right yeah. there. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. Out of nowhere. Ah, uh, hang on. Been here for four minutes. Yeah. Oh, I lost my place. I got to go back. Yeah. Oh, Linda Carter again. Oh, there's Michael J. Fox. Hundred <laughs> percent. That was how it went. Right. <laughs> but I said to my son, "Dude, these guys that build these malls, they they don't they don't get it because everything in there, there's nothing in there anymore that used to be oriented for guys." Yes. To the mall by my house over here. Nothing, this, guys. This nothing for guys. No. And used to be able to go in, there would usually be like when we were in Carlsbad, I worked at the Carlsbad Mall in high school. So we had where I worked, the gym bag. Yeah. Which was the jersey store, everything else. There was probably a trading card store in there that would have different things. There was a music store. The Warehouse Records was in there. There'd be a bookstore in there, either Crown Books or B. Dalton, something yes. like that. Yes. There'd be a couple of different... Um, like electronic stores where you could go. Spencer's was in there, right? Oh, and a handful of different places where you could go and hang out and and get something to eat. The food options, not everything was ramen. Yeah. You could go and, ah, shit, okay, she's going to be shopping. Dave, there was a Taco Bell in the mall. You could do whatever. And all of that shit changed. And you go, 
guys go in the mall now. You're in there two minutes and you're out. You're 100 right. There'd be a Foot Locker. Yep. Right. And then and then you cut out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anchor Blue or your Miller's <laughs> Outpost. Yeah. It's like people buy the like Anchor Blue cologne. What the fuck? You bought Anchor Blue cologne, you asshole. Uh, you dumb shit. <laughs> you dumb shit. Would you rather lose all your money? Or all your memories from last year? Oh, that's funny. Uh, I guess all the memories. Yeah, me too. Well, fuck that. It's one year. Yeah. I want my money. Yeah, nothing it Took happened. me a lifetime to get this. What yeah, the hell are you talking about? I didn't do anything or meet anybody in 23. Fuck it. You could take 22 <laughs> as well. You could take everything post-COVID? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Oh, my God. All right, here you go. Last one. Okay. I already know the answer. I hope I know the answer to this one. Okay. Have you ever described food as yummy? No, I told you. <laughs> I put this on social media. Any guy who does that should immediately be punched right in the face. Oh, my gosh. I told you it made me insane. I was somewhere, and there was like two different guys in two different articles that used that word describing food. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not seven. All right. Dude, speaking of that shit, you know, guys ever have crutches they fall back on like you and I, or I, for a long time, I think I still do it. When you say something I agree with, I'll go 100%. Yeah. I fucking hate that shit. So I hate when I do it. Dude, when I watch uh, Troy Hurst do the sports on Fox 5. Okay. Dude, how many times does he say robust in one fucking broadcast? Now, I don't like you pointing this out because it's, it's the one I DVR. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, every highlight. And there's Lede with a robust 23 points. Oh, no. And there's Fernando with a robust two for three. I'm like, holy fuck. What are we oh, doing here? Oh, come on. I don't you're, think you're better he... than that, Troy. Yeah. And my wife pointed out something else about Troy, too, that drives me nuts. A couple years ago, he bought uh, like a maroon crimson color dress coat, okay, or a suit. Mm -hmm. And she goes, that's a terrible suit. I go, why do you say that? She goes, every time he, he wears it, you're going to remember he just, when he wore it last, like like a black suit, a gray oh, yeah. suit, they, they blend in. And you're going to go, this fucking guy just wore that on Monday and it's Thursday, you know? And yeah. she's right. Every time I see him with that goddamn suit, I think uh, the same thing she pointed out. Uh, yeah. You can't go crazy. You're in Arsenio Hall. Who do you think you are? Yeah, come on, change it up. <laughs> change it up. <laughs> it may, dude, that's funny how certain things, Jim Hiller is the new head coach of the Kings. Yeah. So as we're watching right now, we're watching SportsCenter. Scott Van Pelt's got a nice pinstripe suit on, but I'm wondering, now I feel like every time we see this suit, yeah. we're going to feel like Rita. But if you look at the shirt that he has, the nice dress shirt. If you look at Tim Legler on there, cool dress shirt. Jim Hiller, the new coach of the Kings, it looks like he bought 11 white of the same shirts off of Amazon for about $24. <laughs> because <laughs> they look like the shirts we bought yeah. when we had to take our senior picture. And you're like, well, I'll never wear this shit again. But I'll go to Marshall Fields and pay $8 and get this shirt. It's all going to be wrinkled in the back because we got to take out the pins. Yeah. But that's the thing where I'm like, I can't take this guy seriously as a coach of the Kings. He can't put a nice shirt on. You got to put a nice suit on. Barry Melrose always knew what he was doing back there behind the bench. If you see a guy coaching. Barry Melrose did look good. Yeah. NHL needs to do what the NBA did and no just shit. let these guys go to the three quarters. Right? Yeah. It's all they need to do. I'm with you 100% on that one. See, I just did 100%. Uh oh. Yeah. Who's the guy, the announcer of uh, the Lakers? What's his face? Works with Stu. Uh, Bill McDonald. Bill McDonald wears the same black jacket every every show, every game. Really? 
every time. But I'm like, dude, with, with your jacket, at least I take it to the dry cleaners once in a while so it doesn't look all stretched out. Yeah. It, it looks like the dude from uh, Men Without Hats or whatever. The big fucking suit and shit. And you're like, dude, what oh, are you yeah. doing? Tighten that shit up. Take it to the dry cleaners. Come on, Bill. In the number two <laughs> media market. Come on, Bill. You know who we used to pay attention to? I know you did, too. You paid attention to Letterman. Right? The oh, wrestling yeah. shoes and his suits. He always yeah. paid attention to what he was wearing. Yeah, but he knew what he was doing. Exactly. No, of course. CBS took care of him. But I'm saying, as a guy, you weren't wearing a suit back in the day when Letterman was popular, no. but you knew exactly what Letterman wore all the time. But there were guys, I won't mention them, that did sports here, and they would get that same. It was kind of the jacket that um, Hank Azaria wore on that on that show that he did about sports and it was a maroon jacket with like Navy checks, like squares. It's another one of those jackets where you, you pulling it out every four days. You're like, Oh, here we go. There you go, man. They must be on a budget over there. Was that a thing back in the seventies and eighties where you had like the zany sports guy, like with the crazy color ties and jackets? Yeah, fast Eddie. Hey, sports fans. Yeah. We had a guy like that in Nashville, Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack? Yeah, he used to dress like that. Get Fast Where do you Eddie, get your jackets? And then tablecloth. We had a guy on NBC, Bobby Estelle, no socks. <laughs> and they would shoot him from like the side of the desk. Yeah. And you were just like, fuck. fuck. And then there was a guy, there's this guy, Len Ping, who would do this. Are you serious with his hands on the desk? Yeah. Make it crazy. That shit. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of fucking goofs that came through. Ah, uh, we just had that maniac. But, but like Ted, Ted was great and Ted owned it. But all these guys that they would try to bring in to be edgy and rock and roll and so cutting edge. Dude, in this town, conservative old bullshit all. town. Old bullshit town. You're in and out. Where's Lin Ping? What's he doing? Yeah, Lin Ping, he's out. He's gone. Uh, yeah, who's he? Collie? I think Collie's yeah. selling real estate. Is that right? Yeah. They're all out. Fuck. John Howard is driving the ship, baby. Still around. Wait for Tommy's to reopen. Go on. Oh, shit. No, 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 shit. Are we coming back on Sunday? Yeah, we'll see everybody Sunday. All right, we'll see you on Sunday.
who like they make in the USA That guy with the attitude better go away A five-cent video game put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed but I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I'm a little boy 